You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. I'm wearing a new shirt. I got delicious fried rice. I got a tea. I'm happy. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. We are done talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so we're moving on to the next show. This week, we are going to dive into Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as always, I have our hosts, uh, John. Hey, yo. Jessica. That's me. Steven. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth. Hi. And myself. Uh, we will first get into our week's watch and then get into Shadow and Bone. So, for this week, what did you watch, Elizabeth? So, I finally got around to watching The Morning Show on Apple TV Ooh. Plus. Yeah. Um, starring Jennifer Aniston. Reese Witherspoon, uh, Steve Carell, and a bunch of other names. <laughs> no, it's actually it's been it's been good. It's been good. It's there are definitely some interesting characters. The one I think I find most interesting is um, Corey Ellison. He plays the brand new head of the news division for the network. So he's a you know, producer, and he's definitely one of those chaos guys. Like, I can always just make more chaos, and I'll end up on top somehow. Um, you always got to wonder, like, well, he tells you early on his dad left when he was young, so that's, you know, what messed him up. But I think he's probably the most interesting character to me because... I haven't quite yet figured what his real end goal is in I, terms of the chaos creating. Whether it's do you tear- think this is because of the good acting? Because it's Billy Crudup. <gasps> it is He's Billy so Crudup. <laughs> it's a good acting and good writing because mm-hmm. they've presented multiple potential reasons as to why he is creating this chaos. And what his end goal could be. His end goal could be to become the absolute head of the network. His end goal could be to destroy the network (laughs) to use it for something else. It could be this weird experiment in true entertainment instead of news for the news division. It's kind of... I think one of the best scenes was midway through the season... They're covering the California wildfires, so he's back at the studio for the network where he had originally been, and they're screening a pilot episode of something, and he says, I hate it. And the agent looks at him and goes, but you green-lighted the pilot. Like, if you hate it so much, why'd you green-light it? He's like, well, because, you know, either you green-light it and it turns out a success, or... Sometimes you green light it so that way you can convince the person who's been pushing it for so long that it really is garbage and they need to give it up. And I feel like that kind of 
is a microcosm of all of his potentials in terms of why he's creating chaos in the news division. So I think his character's most interesting to me because it is an, a nice twist on stuff. I mean, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, all do fantastic jobs. Um, their characters are interesting, but their characters fit very much with what you expect their characters to be from the outset. Mm. And I feel like Billy Croup's character, you don't really quite yet know what his motives are. <coughs> he's he's not as clear cut. So, but yeah, overall, I've I've enjoyed it so far. I think we've got one episode left. I think we have the, two. Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not all the way through it. Um, one thing I've noticed with Billy Crudup, too, and I've never noticed this in anything else that I've ever seen him in, he might actually make a really good Joker. Like, <laughs> he's got this weird, creepy smile that he does a lot in this show that I'm just like, uh. <laughs> He is very unnerving. He, he does a good job of, if he lives up to his acting potential, which I think is very much there. Uh, he's been one of my favorite actors since I was a little kid. Um, I think he could feasibly be this next Daniel day Lewis in a lot of ways. Mm. Other than that, he doesn't get lost in a role. Personally. I'm just always like, yeah, no Billy Crudup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, another actress that does really well is, uh, Gugu Mbathu Ra. Like she is the head booker for the, mm-hmm. uh, the show. And, the way that she plays it so far is just uh, makes you just really wonder what else that she's got underneath her sleeves. Like we haven't really got to what it is that she, her and uh, Chip, which is played by Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass. Yeah. I don't like him. You don't like him or you don't like Chip? No, he acts well. I don't know what it is about the actor. I just, Never do I like him. <laughs> Ever since that one movie where he was supposed to be a time traveler, I'm just like, I hate him. I also, you know, in terms of the not headline, I also really like um, Belle Powley, who plays Claire. Is that Yanko's girlfriend? Yes. Yeah. I think she does a really excellent job. And then Karen Pittman, who plays Mia Jordan. The, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kept wondering where I'd seen that actress that plays Claire. And then I realized it was from King of Staten Island. Like she mm-hmm. did two roles are completely different, but she, she does a great job. Uh, yeah. There, I, I'm very surprised by how much I am enjoying the show. Uh, I guess I was just putting it off because it was Apple and that's just not a good thing, <laughs> but, uh, For, there's, there's one scene that's pretty far into the series where I was just like, no, these two people are acting the crap out of this moment. And it was when uh, Jennifer Aniston and oh man, I forget I forget her name right now. Reese Witherspoon, legally blonde. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, between the two characters, the fires are happening. And they're staying in that hotel, mm-hmm. and they have that the moment where uh, they just had like a, a nice little moment, but then they split up and they come back together. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Aniston is kind of like spilling her heart to her. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment where Jennifer Aniston is doing this searching with your eyes kind of thing while looking straight at Reese Witherspoon. And it's such a good small touch in that scene that it grounded it so much more and made it so much more intense. It was really good. Yeah. 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 No, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a really well-written show and 
as it m- makes me remember like the newsroom uh, i guess mm-hmm. it's just because of the morning show aspect of it but uh th- there's not as many walk and talks <laughs> yeah. they're, they're farther away from the west wing we <laughs> do less of those now <laughs> <laughs> which is really unfortunate <laughs> did you have anything else nope that's all i have it's i enjoy it if you can stomach getting apple tv plus i think it's worth it i mean if you have an apple product you they've just extended like your free subscription to apple tv plus because of pandemic so that was nice of apple uh which yep it's on apple tv plus steven what did you watch this week i haven't gotten to watch a lot this week so the main thing that i'm going to hype or talk about uh you can if you're any person who follows me on twitter i retweeted it recently uh it's a seven minute long short that can be found there or on youtube on the channel worthy kids um like the word worthy but with an i at the end and then kids uh it's called captain yajima and i think i've i retweeted a couple things from this person before reposted them this person does, they, they started doing things before that were all, they, they felt like traditional animation, hand-drawn and everything. But then they started moving into this more like Rankin-Bass kind of animation that they've been doing in Blender, which is a free 3D program, but they're, they're treating it like they're doing stop motion with it. And this newest okay. one, it's really good. It's really good. Um, this newest one, they did it where it's like, it's like a 3-4 aspect ratio, 4-3. Um, and... Feels it's it's supposed to be like a seventies or eighties kind of stop motion thing that's all mm-hmm. in Japanese. Yeah, but it's it's also super quirky and weird and just fun. I I don't know. I can't. I, I don't want to say anything more about it. Not because of spoilers, but because there's no way to accurately summarize the experience of this. No. It happens in space. It's a fun, quirky time. It's good. Fit for all ages. So it's yeah. One of the clips you posted on Twitter. I watched one of those clips and you were like, for your health. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And it starts and I'm like, what is this? Because it looked so old, but it was clearly so new at the same (laughs) time. I was like, what is And then the astronaut jokes are just, (laughs) it was just, I was dying. It was so weirdly funny <laughs> like there's like there's the part early on um when they first find the astronaut on the planet and they, they go to him and they're like oh my god how long have you been here and he's like i might have been here for ten thousand years uh, and like the like one lady to the other one is like quick bring out the carbon dating machine and the guy's like okay cool pulls it out carbon dating would do nothing in this situation but whatever <laughs> it's, it's quirky that's fun that's quirky yeah and so they pull out the thing and he's like oh no it says he's been here for T- 10 minutes? 10 minutes. And he's like, yes, <laughs> 10,000 years. I don't know, it, it's a good time. It, it, it hits really it's well. It's yeah. In the sun. It's just like, I haven't seen the sun in ever. It, they're, they're right there. There's two of them. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yes, they're so beautiful. And a tear dra- falls down his face. It's, but yeah, it, it, it's a good time. Um, but if you're a person who wants something a little bit longer than that, I have not watched it yet, but... By just the creative team that's out there you can trust it the mitchells versus the machines is it released today on netflix if you haven't watched the trailer just go ahead and go watch the movie it looks fantastic the trailer scared me 
<laughs> Why are they trying to scare you? It looks scary. The machine looked really scary. It's a cartoon. It's fit for the kids. I know. <laughs> it looks like it reminds me of Five Nights at Freddy. I think that's what it is. The eyes reminds me of Five mm. Nights at Freddy's. That's, that's all I could think of. At some point, we, we should go into, we should just do a whole overtime where we actually deep dive live into the lore of Fre- Five Nights at Freddy's because it's crazy. But that's neither here nor there. Go watch <laughs> the missiles versus the machines and Captain Yajima on YouTube. There you go. YouTube and Netflix. Jessica, what did you watch this week? Um, I had every intention of watching something new. Actually, no, I had every intention of telling you about the Secret Wars in the animated Spider-Man series, but I couldn't talk about that because Disney pulled them this week. Ouch. And I was, I don't know, three episodes away from the Secret Wars. So I was six episodes away from the end of the show, which I didn't find out until Twitter because I tweeted about it the night I was watching it. And then I saw in the morning somebody commented, oh, yeah, I was watching this with my son. Too bad they pulled it. And I was like, I was just watching it. What? <laughs> <laughs> looked that day and it was gone ex- that Monday. I you just like, experienced real loss. <laughs> no, I just I just saw them no, yesterday. <laughs> pulling up and I'm like, it's gone. Where is it? So, um, which supposedly, because I, I researched it because it was weird for them to just randomly pull it, but they're probably fixing something on it and it'll be put back on. Because they pulled it from everything, not just the U.S. They pulled it from everywhere. So they did this before to the Black Cauldron and it was to fix a glitch in it or something. So hmm. probably just fixing something about it. Ow. Keep your hope oh, up, Jessica. Keep I your hopes up. <laughs> I will. Um, so instead, I just decided to move on to the Incredible Hulk of around the same time. I don't know a lot about the Hulk. <laughs> I definitely didn't know a lot about the Hulk. I like She-Hulk. I think that's my favorite thing so far is She-Hulk. And the fact that she just gets her powers and she's just like, well, I'm a lean green fight machine now. Like... I don't ever want to go like she doesn't consider herself a monster like Bruce Banner does. Mm-hmm. And she's also has the problem well, not the problem, but she's always green. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bruce just turns green if he gets a little angry and you're like, just calm down, dude. Like mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's cool to know because I didn't even watch the the Incredible Hulk movie that came out around the time Iron Man came out. Mm-hmm something i never saw that one either so i never saw the mcu one which isn't quite the mcu one but so i'm learning a lot about hulk i don't know if i really like him though (laughs) it's just i don't know i don't like how bruce banner's always like he's such a monster and everybody who knows the hulk is like no he's a he's a big giant nice toddler like (laughs) you know yeah he has anger issues but like who doesn't doesn't? like yeah but it's legit what it is like he's a toddler just don't try to crowd him don't shoot missiles at him like i'd be mad too and wanting to beat you up like come on (laughs) like it's very sensible if you're trying to be a comic book purist uh comic book purist uh, most people will tell you don't bother with the movies as far as that because none of them have ever really gotten it right especially the origin um do they have the old 1960s cartoons, the ones that look like they're like four-frame animations with only like the mouths moving? No, they don't have the 60s ones. I think the earliest animation I've seen on Disney Plus was 78. It was Spider-Woman. Okay, the late 70s ones? Okay, yeah, because yeah. I think that earliest incarnation of the Hulk 
probably is the closest to the comics as far as like his origin and some of the other stuff because he actually happens with the gamma radiation explosion and all that other stuff the eric banna one i think he just it was essentially he was fixing a microwave and that caused him to hulk out classic i think <laughs> this one did originate the same because he said it was a gamma radi gamma ray explosion or something that caused it but he was saving somebody in the process yeah that also um, is comic guy books that rides yeah. the bike but you don't see that in the show it starts after that when he's trying to cure himself and his girlfriend's general father is trying to kill him so or you know he's trying to cure himself there we go so and and then it's the girlfriend is betty Mm -hmm. And the Hulk loves Betty. And Hulk love Betty. Hulk love Betty? <laughs> Betty hurt? Betty friend? My friend. Yes, that's 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 it. It's it's I'm having a good time watching it. I just I'm really upset that I can finished Spider Man. <laughs> Hopefully it's coming back. The nineties Spider Man, right? Yeah, ninety four to ninety six. Do you get to the weird water guy yet? Weird water. There's a lot of weird. No, huh? Hydroman. I think so. He looks exactly like the guy that says, "You're a phony, a big fat phony." In Family Guy, he looks exactly <laughs> like that guy in the cartoon. Yeah, I think so. I think I don't know. It's really blurring. I've really watched Spider-Man pretty quickly, so it's all blurring together. That's where that cartoon fell off a whole yeah. cliff for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just okay. that one villain. Yeah, I, well, they they go back to it. It's like with freaking Gillian Anderson in X Files. She just keeps going away, coming back, going away, coming back. That's the whole thing. Yeah, what? no, the villains keep on going away and coming back, and then they're good for a minute, and then they're not good. And Spider Man's working for a minute, and then he's not working for them in a minute, and then it's just like, okay, well, are we friends or no? And Peter Parker is annoying as hell in the animated. I cannot stand this Peter Parker. He is cocky. He is arrogant. He is just gross with his relationships like he's legit like basically cheating i saw he's cheating on mary jane with uh, felicia hardy for like two episodes like yeah. he's kind of trying to date both of them at the same time and you're like oh my god pick and then black cat comes in <laughs> no see but <laughs> see, I mean, mary jane is, is yeah. peter parker's girlfriend and black cat is spider-man's girlfriend <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Which Mary Jane was up, but I was like, "Oh my God, Peter, just like pick what you like and like stick with it and just stop." And Black Cat was cool. I'm really sad that Black Cat is not a super soldier anywhere else because I absolutely loved that <laughs> she was like a super soldier too. But I don't know. I'm having a real fun time watching these old Marvel shows and learning more about Marvel. And now I'm trying to predict what the MCU will come up with later on because the animated shows. They have so much more in it in less amount of time that you're like, okay, I could see how they could potentially pull this in and pull this in now kind of thing more than the older movies do. Hmm. Okay. Any, uh, anything else? No, I really wanted to try to watch Invincible, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, both shows are on Disney+. Plus. Well, one is on Disney+. Well, Plus that's right true. <laughs> John, what did you watch this week? Hey, guys. So, 
Here at Geek Elite, we have uh, resurrected the old VHS Gems podcast, one of my favorites from back in the day. I'm so glad to now actually be a part of it as well. Yeah, uh, very, very recently, we uh, it's all done by Jess, by the way. This is like one of those group <laughs> projects where she does everything, <laughs> and I'm just there to like help with the presentation, but Aww, just kind of kicking you. back and taking credit. Um, but yeah, so we watched The Abyss not too long ago, and that left me with the hankering, oddly enough, for some more underwater uh, misadventure. Okay. And I had started watching the movie Underwater, I want to say maybe a couple of months ago. It was, it's, I think it's on HBO Max right now. But I, I maybe got like 20 minutes into it, and I was really bored. I was like, eh, I mean, this really doesn't have anything different than, you know, Leviathan or... Deep Star 6 or any of these other previous horror movies, except that it's just much more recent. Um, that is until um, I was visiting my sister who lives in California, mm -hmm. and she has a much nicer TV setup than I do. <laughs> so I didn't realize that Underwater, which stars uh, Christian Stewart, by the way, oh. um, that movie is made by the sound design. No. That makes uh, sense for that, though. Yeah, so, like, watching it on my regular TV with my, like, crappy, you know, default TV speakers and my damaged hearing, it was, like, whatever. Like, it, it really wasn't even registering, to be honest. No, there is a lot of low rumble and thrumming in the background Ooh. that really kind of immerses you, and it makes it a much better viewing experience overall. I'm like, holy shit, I need to invest in a sound bar, like, ASAP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that made all the difference, and it made the movie much more enjoyable. I got past those twenty minutes, and I really ended up enjoying it. Although I remembered that I'm not a big fan of claustrophobic drowning. Um, I can deal with claustrophobia, and I can deal with drowning. Anybody a fan of drowning? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's my favorite. It's just the combination, though. It, it's it's the combination. Like I wouldn't mind getting stabbed, but I wouldn't want to get stabbed by a clown. You know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> It's certain like mixtures of things that just make it worse than it needs to. Claustrophobic drowning, not a fan. Um, but that being said, it was an interesting movie. It turned, it took a turn to the Lovecraftian that I wasn't expecting. Um, but it was very well done. Uh, it, in to put it succinctly, it's like an underwater Cloverfield. So much so that it even has T.J. Miller in it. T.J. Miller. He was in that movie. Yeah, because well, he's behind the camera most of the time. You just hear him. And this one, he's a bit more uh, in your face about it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That movie was pretty generic other than the sound design really was amazing. Just hearing like those muffled underwater rumbles come through. It was like, wow, like completely different night and day. It went from being like a, a five on my scale to like an eight. Oh, it's like Jessica Parker putting on witch makeup. It just immediately just pushes it up. Like, yeah, that's a callback. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, afterwards, though, I was a little stressed out because that movie, again, was claustrophobic and with the drowning and all of that. I wanted to watch something else to kind of mellow out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I ended up watching Dunkirk. I thought you were going to talk about the Q documentary. Hold on. I'm getting to that. Okay. Oh, and so all confused. I was going to say about Dunkirk, besides that, wow, it also sounds really fucking amazing. Yes. Um, 
not good oh. for winding down from a stressful movie. No, <laughs> really, it's <Yeah>. not. It also <laughs> no, has claustrophobic drowning in it. If I remember, also has claustrophobic, like drowning, potentially drowning in your little World War II plane. Oh. Or not World War One? I, I guess it was at that time. Whatever. I, I I don't know the full story of Dunkirk and what was going on. I honestly wasn't really paying that much attention to the plot. It just felt like people that need to survive. Like that was my only thing going into it. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I need some chamomile after this. <laughs> so um, you decided then, you, you decided not to go for chamomile. You decided to go for adrenochrome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. To get around finally to the thing that Steven's excited about, I also ended up watching um, Hugh Into the Storm. It's like a six-part documentary, I think, on HBO Max also, about the QAnon phenomenon. Oh, wow, that's kind of funny to say. And um, it goes into some depth of the people who are into it, um. who follow along with the conspiracies. Um not so much what he's what what the QAnon poster says. That's kind of more like arbitrary. It's more about the effect that he has on a certain segment of the population. And also, they try to like figure out who Q is or where those posts are coming from. Mm. That is a very interesting watch. I'm only about three episodes in, so I don't know how it ends. But oh, up until it now. Hasn't. They have well, yeah, of, of course, but they do make some interesting suppositions about who Q could be, and I was like, yeah, if this was a if this was a fictional movie about the story of Q, everything is lining up to be exactly what they're saying right now. So, long story short, they go into the history of like online message boards and meme culture and the proliferation of the channels like 4chan so i won't get too into detail about it because like i said i haven't finished it so i don't want to say things that will be wrong later but i really enjoyed them going over the history of how like these message boards first came into being in the first place um how the technically they were started by a japanese guy but he had to post the server in america because in japan they have really strict like libel issues so over here because of our first amendment you can pretty much post anything. And so that became an issue about like, well, whether or not what Q says is real, don't we have a duty to defend people's First Amendment rights in America? It becomes that kind of conversation. But then they also show how some of the people who are Q believers, also there's an overlap, not everyone, of course, but there is an overlap with people who also want to use that information to justify their actions and they talk about the shooting that happened in New Zealand and other hate crimes that have happened um, Christchurch uh, yes Christchurch in New Zealand and uh, the time that somebody went and shot up that uh, pizza place in DC because it's supposed to have a child porn dungeon in the, in the yeah. basement um, yeah so it focuses a lot on that and where I am right now in the series like I said I'm only about three episodes in but they're making the the assumption right now, or at least they're leading you to believe that Q is actually the person that's now hosting the website as a way to just boost traffic onto the site. Because it's the only place that Q posts is this one particular server. And then they talk about other aggregator sites that kind of, uh, you know, they, they collect the meatiest or the juiciest of the posts. 
um, and then try to figure out what they mean. They highlight the key words that say, you know, the storm is coming, uh, you know, watch, uh, you know, things like that, you know, that, that same like hyperbole. Um, and like all these platitudes that are supposed to be clever, like anagrams of things and coordinates and times and whatever. Yeah. And so the, the, I guess the guy who's doing the documentary does like a profile with somebody's help of like, who could be the one posting these kinds of things? And he says, well, he's somebody over his 30s, uh, definitely has military experience, has some um, obsessive compulsive disorders, like all these different things. No, not that kind of military experience. <laughs> like actually in the military. I was tangential. I was a contractor. Um, although you don't think if I was Q, I would have totally like like blapped about it by now. Yeah, I'm not you would be the secret. worst at keeping this <laughs> yeah. secret. Yeah, no, like I, I, I would spill it right away. Uh, no, but then I've, I've also seen the prestige. I've, I, the, you, you, you live the lie. You live the lie. Yeah. It's actually, no. it's actually my assistant who's really my twin brother. That's Q. My God, he's so good. He doesn't trust me. He keeps that from me, also. <laughs> I love um, so, so much. Yeah, it's a good movie. So yeah, that was basically my three weeks watches. All of them are available on HBO Max, uh, and I highly recommend even for Q into the storm. Watch it with the best sound system available. I trust it'll make a difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched it myself, uh, but I know that in the end. They come to a very definitive answer of who Q is. So, you're. Is it that guy? <laughs> I'll, I'll be excited to, f- to hear what you think when you get to the end. Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, for my week's watch, it was kind of weird. I, I also did not have much time to watch anything, but as it happened, uh, I just for one day was just starting to. I was thinking, and I started talking about um, Sam Elliott specifically in the movie Roadhouse. And then like I was listening to a podcast where they brought up the movie Roadhouse. And then I was flipping through channels and it was playing on AMC. So I started watching it there and I was like, "Ah, I need to just really watch this." So I just mm-hmm. popped in the DVD and watched it. And it's still one of my favorite movies. It's like this Roadhouse is so ridiculous. It's it's you know, Patrick Swayze <laughs> playing a bouncer. Face and best. it's just it's just so so good. Like being a bouncer is is so dramatic to the point where he saves a, a town, a small town, not just the, <laughs> the bar that he's getting paid to work at, but a small town from a uh over the top villain esque millionaire, you know, that uh is is basically trying to choke this town uh monetarily. Uh, and of course, it has the classic scene of Patrick Swayze ripping a person's throat out <laughs> mid-fight. So you don't get more I, I, 80s than that. Is it mid-fight or is that end of fight? Well, I mean that's that definitely person. end of fight. But that guy could, <laughs> if he had not gotten his throat ripped out, he probably could have kept going on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Roadhouse is uh, Patrick Swayze, and it is. Available on my DVD player if you want to come watch it. So, there you go. It sounds great. Wait, so you, you said Sam Elliott's in this? Yeah, Sam, Sam Elliott is in it. He plays like Patrick oh. Swayze's mentor. Uh, oh, that man. He uh, it's his the mustache. voice. Yeah, the and mustache. His mustache. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I th- yeah, he does. Get, yeah, he has the mustache. In this one. He just has more of a. He just has the long hair and the and the beard. 
<laughs> I've never heard someone wax poetic about Sam Elliott. Ever. Just like, it's just an experience. He's a gorgeous man, okay. Like... <laughs> I don't... Someone put up a poll. Mitch, can we put up a poll? Is Sam Elliott a gorgeous man? Is that is that doable? I mean, do you mean just of the five of us here? Or do you just want to put it up no, on No, 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 no. I, I, on Twitter. When this, I, I, when this podcast goes up. Okay, I will do yeah, that. I think Sam Elliott transcends, like, common perceptions of attractiveness. He's like a meta-human. Got an ability? Yes. He refracts light. <laughs> It's it's you know, just he, his voice. It's, it's it really it's just his voice and his silver hair. Like you're gonna make some fifty five year old man very happy someday. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into Shadow and Bone on Netflix. The first episode, which is called A Searing Burst of Light. I guess first thoughts, everybody. What what were your first thoughts on the show, Elizabeth? Kind of confusing. They definitely are approaching it from the you'll figure it out later because there are a lot of titles and categorizations and that have no reflection. I mean, other than tracker and cartographer, I was like, okay, I got those. <laughs> You didn't know Krishna right off the bat? No, <laughs> Everything else, I was like, sure, okay. Don't know what this is. Have no idea what we're talking about. Clearly, there is some history here that we know nothing about. Welcome uh, to young adult. Here, they're Krishna. What's a Krishna? Uh, they do powers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did find it, particularly with their selection... So a lot of the Krishna seem to be female, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. primarily, and it was. I found it very interesting how close Krishna sounds to me to Geisha. Yeah, hmm. I thought that reading it too. So, those were kind of my first impressions. I think I'm gonna like it. I don't think I'm gonna love it, but I think it'll be. A pleasant enough watch or an engaging enough watch. Pleasant's probably not the right word. I don't think there's going to be anything pleasant about this show, but <laughs> an engaging enough watch. So, John? I, I am of two minds about this show. Um, I don't dislike it. By, uh, not at all. I actually found it very enjoyable, but I don't care one iota about the plot. I'm purely, I'm purely here for the aesthetics. I love. I even t- texted it like, as soon as I watched it. I was like, "Oh, cool! This is like r- turn of the century Russian infantry mixed with elemental bending with like Avatar." Yeah. And that was like, "That's fine. I'm I'm gonna run with that. I don't care what happens, who dies, what the twist is, what characters have secret powers that they don't know about yet until a big moment of peril. I just want to watch it happen. Just see the, the 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 set design and to some degree the special effects are not bad. I kind of like how they did some of that stuff. Those monsters look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. weren't overly fake looking. Um, don't care about that shadow thing that's in dividing the countries. Don't the care fold. about the different 
yeah, I don't care about the different criminal empires that are vying for control of the safe routes through it. Don't care. One single bit. Oh, and there was this other character introduced halfway through that's like a gunslinger. He was working at the at like oh, a Jasper. gambling place. Jasper, yeah. Yes, yeah. the the one that discovered that the coins that, that one guy was using were fake by shooting one up in the air and like came down with mm-hmm. the whole. I thought that was really cool. And that kind of encapsulates the whole show for me. I was like, <laughs> this looks cool. I just don't actually care what happens. Just I'm just gonna let it hit me passively and just enjoy the, the prettiness of it. It's kinda like a combination of Carnival Row and um Cursed. Yep. I will accept all of these. Yes. Yes, and I'm 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 all for that. I'm just kinda like cool. Just let's just just show me what you have to offer. I'm not expecting anything, so I'm not going to be disappointed. They could literally do whatever. They could literally jump a shark in the next episode. And I'll be like, hmm, that's an interesting choice. I wonder what that's uh, going to play out in the end. I just like the uniforms, the weapons, and the fact that it's got like Russian names thrown in there here and there. That's, that's all it is for me, and I am cool with that. Steven, your first thoughts? The first thing that I did as I was watching it was I, I'm trying to be a little bit more, I guess, I'm, I'm trying to write down my thoughts about things as we talk about them, or as I watch them so we can talk about them. I just wrote down a list of things that it felt like a, a blender of. <laughs> and it wasn't a bad thing. I'm in the, the same kind of spot as John where I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I ended up with the same kind of list that you guys said for this, Avatar, uh, Carnival Row, a few, like a few other things like that. A little bit of like the Nevers is in there a little bit too. Uh, and then a lot of Attack on Titan. There's a lot of Attack on Titan in there. Oh, yeah, I guess. Because of like the, like even the archetypes of the characters visually, it fits Attack on Titan. It's it's an interesting one. Yeah. But uh, I, I was curious, when everyone else was watching it, when the end of the episode came, did you want to let it roll over into the next episode and had to be like, nope, I got to watch one of these a week? Or did you know the entire time you were thinking, I can't wait till the end of this episode and that's the only one I'll have to watch this week? <laughs> I, I would have rolled over. I would have binged this. Yeah, I think for me it was definitely like a, I could have let it roll over if I had the time nothing else to do i would have let it roll over but i also it didn't pain me to just stop it and mm-hmm. wait for next week's i, I think it, it was very much yeah this is one of those that's going to be this is engaging enough i'm i'm not going to have i'm not going to dread watching it every week i'm not going to find it painful to talk about but i'm also not like i can't wait for the next one <laughs> so and for you, John? Uh, exactly what uh, Beth just said, word for word. And Mitch? Uh, no, I didn't have any issue with not letting this roll over. I was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I felt like I I had to remember, oh, no, yeah, I'm supposed to watch one of these a week. And then Naima has now gone and watched, I think, the rest yep. of them today. <laughs> so I'll be watching these alone now. <laughs> <sighs> Something about that does not surprise me. I mean, what if she, she watches she it with you and she just stares at you the whole time, like waiting for your reaction to things? 
No, that would be very creepy. But as I understand it, for the majority See? of the internet, it's more about staring at the man with the nice cheekbones who's not there yet. Uh, ben Barnes? No. I mean, I, that's I the actor's name. I, I don't know, know who he's going to be. Because yeah, he hasn't been introduced yet. He's got Seneca Crane kind of face and facial hair. I don't know who that is. From um, Wes Bentley? Yeah. Yeah. Wes Bentley from... Beautiful American, American Beauty. Beauty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben Barnes. Oh, kinda, it, it, he ben was Barnes a Blackheart from, from uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, Ghost Rider mm. 2. Yeah, Ghost Rider 1. Oh, Wes Bentley was. But yeah, that's the internet's obsession is with that man, apparently. And oh, his cheekbones. I mean, he's been in, he was in Westworld. We, we watched him in Westworld. Ben Barnes. Anyways. I got nothing for this one. Yeah, Mitch, <laughs> what did you think of the show? T- tell us your No, no, it's Jessica's turn. So, Jessica, you... Oh have read the book it I have like. not finished reading the book okay. I read half of the first book and this show is a lot better than the book oh like a lot better the book that's a rarity it's the same plot wise but the book's writing is heavier whereas this feels nice and light and watchable the book is really heavy and Alina's mm. kind of depressing whereas here she comes across as somebody that's dealt with a lot of crap and hasn't the writing hasn't changed, but the feel of it has. Because she says the same thing she says in the book, but it comes across entirely different than how it does. From what hmm. I remember, because I really only read half of it, and it was a few years ago. And like I tried to get through it for the plot. I couldn't get through it because I just didn't like Alina that much. But I actually really like Alina in the show. So and it's kind of important to like the main character when you're reading the book. The, one of the one of the articles that I had talked about when we were talking about what show to watch next was the the headline for it was literally like they made a change to the series. Helena doesn't suck this time. <laughs> like that was the actual headline. That's funny. Uh, so she is the main character. I don't know. To me, like watching the show, it just felt it feels more like an ensemble than it does like you're following mm-hmm. one main character. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense. Uh, as we seen the last ep- or the last part of the first episode, uh, she's a sun summoner, which apparently is very rare. And so that's a, that's a thing that exists. Apparently, the way they said it was like this is a mystical creature that doesn't exist, but it will exist no. in the future. But we already have a name for it. Yeah, it does exist. It is extremely rare, and I assume the last time it existed, it was before the fold. If I remember correctly, or they all died in the fold. I can't remember. But I say my yeah. I I presumed it to be something like dragons for us. Like mm-hmm. we've heard about these things that we consider mystical creatures, but we have a name for them because maybe they were real at some point. Yeah, I mean, you also have like I, the idea of the of the next coming, you know, the the Messiah and stuff like that. It's it's the it's the the per- one that's promised, you know, yeah. just like Game of Thrones. It's, it's all the same. He's a uh, convergence in the force. It's all fantasy. It's a <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, how did you, f- uh, uh, otherwise, like, what did you feel about the, the other characters? Like we talked about Jesper. We, we were talking, how do you think about, was it Mr. Breckers? Beckers? The guy who owns the casino that the Jesper works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's disposable. Yeah. Everyone's disposable. You know, one of my biggest questions is like the look of this show. Is it it all 
fantasy shows that look like this or is it all Netflix shows that look like this? Because like <laughs> Witcher and, and Cursed also have the same look. Yeah. Everything's brown. Is that what yeah. it is? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like if, if the, the they give fantasy things the same two color treatments. They're well three. Brown, green, or gray. It's like in, in movies, whenever they go to Mexico, everything's suddenly orange. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's so sunny. which tells me that the people doing this have never actually been (laughs) to some place that's really sunny things don't get orange they turn white (laughs) yeah it it is interesting though honestly that mitch that you said that for the color palette because there seems to be and i don't know if this is real or not or true but the color of embroidery on the Grishna's outfits denotes mm-hmm. their elemental ability. Mm-hmm. But they basically stole that entire thing from the people who did the wardrobe and put the time into this embroidery by putting this color yeah. grade over everything. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Another odd thing I found about the show is that there's no like one character that is supposed to be like representative of the audience to bring you into this world. Like everything's kind of like just said in passing as opposed to like one person asking the question of, well, why is that happening? Or, you know, mm. well, you know, what are we doing next? You know, what is, you know, what happens when you go in the fold? Like it, it's all separate it's people. All yeah. It, it, it just, it, it was very odd to me because like usually you'll have that one person that's brand new to these group of people and they'll be like having to explain something to them. Uh, mm-hmm. When you get the whole story of the, what was the name of the guy that the general that brought the fold up, uh, like the, the dark heretic or something like that, the black heretic mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. years ago. Like it's just, it's just like that one guy telling the other guy and it's like, well, shouldn't he already know that story? Like it seems like, Everybody knows about the fold. Why is he telling that story? It just seems weird. But we all know that one person who tells the same story all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's me. I'm the I'm the guy. You <laughs> <laughs> do. Uh yeah, so I guess the I don't know if it felt like a big twist to anybody else, but the whole two weeks later, like the two different stories that we're watching in this first episode are happening at two different points in time. Because as we see the one character that was on the boat with Alina who ran away, he comes walking out of the fold and then we then eventually get to the other side, the other, the B story maybe, mm-hmm. uh, where the guy with the cane like is yeah. trying to get that job, which will get him a million Krug. And uh, they take that bag off the guy's head and it's the same guy. But like, we've been watching these stories go happen simultaneously but it's two weeks later so why that like anybody have a, a reasoning as to why we're, there's going to be a two-week gap or two weeks I, I assumed I the fold had easier. some sort of like time properties but even if it did that hmm. wouldn't explain like the, the way they're doing it in the show like to me i thought I thought it was going to be not because of a like time dilation thing that would that would have been an interesting one, yeah, um, and would have served well with the idea of a boat also. But um, no, I thought it was going to be because that guy was going to give them information that they would have to backtrack in such a big way that they would have false mm-hmm. information. 
even the way they showed it visually, the 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 short blonde guy, um, who shockingly can grow a beard. Beth's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, <laughs> he just doesn't look like he can grow a beard. But whatever. Um, he uh, he says from a like a very far distance of, away from witnessing the thing happen, he says exactly who it was that was at the center of the crazy bright light. Yeah, when how, visually it looked like he was going to have the misunderstanding that it was Mal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, "Nah, it was the other person who we can't see as the audience even. So how the <laughs> hell did he see them?" Uh-huh. I thought that was going to be the catch, and this the time that had passed in between would have given them more time to have it become even more confusing and this whole kerfuffle to track down who who the sun summoner was. Yeah. Uh, let's go over some of the powers that we've seen so far. So obviously, Elena is a sun summoner. Uh, I don't know exactly when people's powers are supposed to manifest, but hers is obviously later than other people's. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen people that can control the wind, people that can control fire, obviously. Earth. Fire. The, the <laughs> general <laughs> is supposedly somebody who can create a fold. Yeah, to create the dark fold or whatever the it was. Yeah. Shadow something yeah. or another. There's also people that can create the darkness. You're going to be introduced to one of them probably in the next episode. I imagine that's the guy with the cheekbones. <laughs> well, he was the one that was sitting on the dock like when no. they left, right? Or that's Oh, I mean. when they no. left, yes, but we didn't see his face. We don't see his face. Yeah, he's just, just kind of sitting the there with his phone. really long, dark jacket. Oh, and the I forget, heart renders, which right. was I, different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I actually like that one. A heart render <laughs> was able to just calm the person down so that they could talk, but I would assume that she can do other things, and that's the reason why she was in a brothel. Yeah. I, I think a heart, yeah. heart render is more like a heart bender. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think it's limited she, to any one implication for the heart manipulating ability. Okay. Quick, quick tangent to that. In uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers, what heart. exactly was Mati's power? Heart. Which Hearts. did what? It was love. Love. But, but, love the planet so you can save it. Oh. Don't don't you see him using it on monkeys during the intro? Yep. Yep. He's, yep. It's, it allows him to doing? connect to everybody. He's connecting the monkeys. He's loving the monkeys. Essentially, <laughs> he's uh-huh. he's just he's the last part to create Captain Planet. Now you need him for that. That's it. You know what though? <laughs> This is bullshit because if you combine all of those endaments with love, you should be getting Mila Jovovich, not Captain Planet. <laughs> oh no, that's true. That's fair. That is true. Fifth that's element. the crossover we need right there. <laughs> Captain Planet versus the Fifth Element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there any it's other like powers? This planet ain't big enough for the both of them. <laughs> I, I, is there something with the gun? Is he just? Like a, a sharpshooter, or is there something else there? Is he got like he's a gun bender and the bullet kind of powers? Metal <laughs> bender. He's got the power from wanted. wanted. Yeah, he, he can like yeah. curve the guns and everything. I I think that there are other things that we've seen on display already that we just don't know. They're not something that's so visible, personally. Hmm. Uh, anything anybody's looking forward to? Yes. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> I'm a big, like, fantasy map nerd, uh-huh. <laughs> and before the Great Separation, uh, I used to have several. I had, like, Middle Earth, of course, that's, like, the standard, Skyrim, um, Oblivion, mm-hmm. um, 
Westeros, all these different cool ones. Uh, they're all gone now. But I really enjoyed the fact that the main character's job is that she's a map maker. Yeah, the cartography division was great. Yes, yeah. that whole... They're like, all dead, but they're great. <laughs> <laughs> One survived. But still, I, I love the she's fact that like, they job, take though. that... Yeah. <laughs> they, she got a promotion, for sure. Like a field promotion after the last episode. Um, but I, I just love that they were paying attention to that specific little job and that they were showing them do it. And just, you know, that, that's just a dumb little thing. I can't draw for shit. Um, even my stick figures look horrible, but they look pretty cool uh, when you see somebody actually with skill making maps. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I could watch that all day. There's a program for that. I'll have to show you that later, John. It's oh, really please do. One. I do like also the show pointed out like why you had to have cartographers and how that guy would not trust any other maps other than his own squad's map. Because it's not hard to mess them up, really. To be fair, we, we have that in the real world. Yeah. Normally. Uh -huh. like, oh, yeah. All, all of our U.S. <laughs> maps, we're just like, yeah, no, we're in the middle. Yeah. And yes. we just split the rest of the world in half and make the map next to worthless if you were a seafaring person. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I liked how it was pointed out. I don't. I don't know. There's not, there's not a lot of more mystery to talk about here. I just think there's too much mystery to talk about. There's just so yeah. much unknown. Uh, there's nothing really to, to stop down on. Um, your main characters of Mal and Alina were in some type of uh, orphanage as kids. Oh. They grew up together. Um, yep. Obviously, there is romantic feelings between the two of them. It seemed like Mal didn't really show his until he was about to leave. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it, I, I really was suspecting them to fridge Mal right there. And when he got grabbed by the, the flying thing, but they didn't, unfortunately. Nope, he's not fridged. That's the, that's the close, that's the even greater connection to attack on Titan for that one. Cause I thought it was going to be the exact same thing, which is because in, in attack on Titan in the beginning, I guess he doesn't come as close to this. Yeah. Uh, attack on yeah. Titan starts and you, you have this clearly this main character who's destined for more kind of thing but then they they're just fucking dead <laughs> it, like like two episodes in and then it's nope nope they're not dead and it's okay i don't know i really thought they were gonna like live it up for at least an episode with him <laughs> i do not like that show <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i and i think probably the only well-known star if you know him it would be ben barnes which also is prince prince caspian if you ever watched those uh oh, Narnia movies. okay i got it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was logan in westworld right yep yeah he was logan so i i don't have anything else anybody else want to bring something up before we close the, this out the only other thing i have for it is if you enjoy this kind of thing but want something a little bit darker and more lore heavy where you get a lot more explanation. Uh, the comic die by Kieran Gillen. Nice. Um, who's done plenty of things that people in this room have enjoyed in some way, shape or form. Um, they have a really, really good comic series in, in die. That's this to the craziest degree. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. 
So if you have uh, something else that you'd like to talk about this or anything else that we talked about earlier, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Steven, where can people find you online? You can find me all across the internet as some version of Peppermint Gentleman for Twitter. That is Peppermint Gent for short. And Jessica? You can find me on Twitter as J.M. Bailey writes. John? You can find me on Twitter. I am at Magic Bollocks. And Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. You can find archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website on Geek yeah, on our website geekleetmedia.com. Whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. <clears throat> but until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to Geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 